All right, well, good morning again. Welcome to church. My name is Walter. I'm the teaching and small groups minister. And today we have a great treat. We've got Tina and Marty Ganon coming up here. They are missionaries. They've been with our church. We've been supporting them since 2017. Uh, they work with the Baga people in West Africa. Am I right about that? Yep. Yeah. Um, so Tina and Marty are engaged in vital translation efforts. The series that we're in right now called Why Not Us looks at the story of the church as the message of Jesus expands from Jerusalem out through Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And, uh, and these two are involved with pioneer Bible translators in making that message spread to the ends of the earth. And so if you can give them a warm welcome, a round of applause, let's hear from them. Nuali. Nuali. I'm greeting you. I'm greeting you from everyone in Kawas. I am thanking you for your prayers. Um, they're asking God to give you peace and to give you everything you need. The men, the women, the kids, and all your relatives. In church, we're studying the book of Acts. Last week, Walter told us, that a good faith is one that we share. We see really quickly in the book of Acts that the disciples they took very seriously the command Jesus gave them. Go. Uh, go and make disciples of everyone in every nation. And that's from Matthew 28, 19. So this week they assigned us chapters 8 through 14. So we're going to pull out three big principles that were uh, models that the apostles give us. So that we'll know how to speak well to people about Jesus. First, we're going to see how these models show up in the Bible. We're going to see how these models help us when we're working with Baga people. When we want to help them to become Jesus people. Okay, first. We need to start where people are. And we need to help them understand how Jesus fulfills holy teachings. 
Meron kantam tie. Second, if possible. Pumar asubich bancha bancha ko alang aloma. We need to try and work shoulder to shoulder <laughs> with other Christians. Topastante. Finally. Pumar su kitola kanu. We must pray. Inte sambupane mes ko afum angeng anteferne yabachiosumo. When we find people in events that are working against us in our work for the gospel. So, so first, we need to start where people are. What do they know about the holy writings? So when Philip, Peter, and Paul, the way they taught people, that can help us. Luke wrote lots of words in the book of Acts um, that were recorded about what the disciples said to other people. Each time they started with what people knew. And then they would um, inform them about the holy teachings. Every time that they taught, they would always say what the Holy Spirit told them to say. Okay, so habitually, Peter and Paul, they would go to where the Jews prayed. The Jews knew the holy writings of God. So they accepted them as their own holy scriptures. So the disciples, they would begin with these holy scriptures. And they would show how Jesus uh, was talked about in the fulfillment of these scriptures. Asom sapitru champtamas. So in Acts 8, Philip embup wibane wika etiopi. Philip met an Ethiopian. Pione tem tochoko choko. This is the first time. In the book ba asoma yesu disre. In Acts. In te anugu kibaru kitot ko fum wika afrikmo. This is the first time in the book of Acts where we see an African being given the gospel. Philip. So Philip heard this Ethiopian and he was reading from the prophet Isaiah. So he was someone who left his own religion and started to follow the Jewish religion. How does this help us um, in ministering to Baga people? We need to start teaching the books of Moses. 
because Muslims, they know many things about Moses books. They even name it the five books of Moses. What we're talking about now is the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And now you only have to listen in English. <laughs> we wanted you to experience what our friends always have to go through to hear God's message. So Marty is holding up something very special. This is the proof copy of the Pentateuch in Baga, a culmination of a lot of work. <laughs> and um, we're super excited right now. We're getting together and raising funds to get it printed. And next Palm Sunday, when we're back, will be the dedication, Halitin, if it be God's will. So we're super excited. And Marty is going to read a verse to you, which is on the screen. Machunkle Israel, Mariki Kanukosu, Sonakbon, Soyone, Mariki. Mubotar Mariki, Kanukam, Abakach Nyampup, Afoko Nyampup, Kosokat Sampup. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one Lord. You will love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your uh, soul, and with all your strength. It comes from Deuteronomy chapter 6, um, verses 4 and 5, right here. So the exciting thing is that we have been able to partner with a mission group called Faith Comes by Hearing. And we are going to be, we, the Baga community, are going to be recording this in Baga on audio. Faith Comes by Hearing has come already the first time and selected the readers. And when we get back, that's high up on the docket to get, to get that recording done. And we're excited because the literacy rates among this people group are really low. One in five women can read and one in three men. So this is really critical as a means to get God's message out. And for those of the diaspora, the African community, Ghanaian community living in America, they can go on version and look up Bagasatemu, and then it will be downloaded and they'll be able to hear it as well. The other cool thing that having the Pentateuch allows us to do is we also have the three, three Gospels that are alike, not John, the three that are alike done. So with the combination of the Pentateuch and the Gospels, we are able to um, get a movie made. It's going to be the first movie in Baga, and it's called The Covenant. And it traces God's story from creation until it points to Christ. And so that you can get a flavor of what they're going to see, we're going to play the trailer. We thank you so much for your generosity that has made it possible for the Baga to, to hear this word. And there's much more already in the Ezra arrived in Jerusalem in the fifth month of the seventh year of the king. He had begun his journey from Babylon on the first day of the first month. And he arrived in Jerusalem on the first day of the fifth month. For the gracious hand of his God was on him. 
All the people came together as one before the water gate. They told Ezra the scribe to bring out the book of the law of Moses. So on the first day of the seventh month, Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly, which was made up of men and women and all who were able to understand. Ezra opened the book. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. When reading through the book of Acts, we tend to focus on the main characters, and actually oftentimes they're not alone, but are working alongside other disciples. This is the second principle we should work as a team with other disciples whenever possible. Acts 8 begins describing the great persecution which broke out, causing Christian believers to scatter from Jerusalem all over Judea and Samaria. Peter took believers from Joppa with him when he went to see Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. And in Acts chapter 11, it mentions believers from Cyprus and Cyrene going to Antioch ahead of Barnabas, who goes and gets Paul and brings him to Antioch and is joined by John Mark. So we also want to work with others. And we prayed for 16 years for a team. And God answered our prayer in 2010 with Kyle and Katie. But very sadly, um, she died in Guinea in November of 2022. You may remember that. And God has been very faithful to raise up a new team for us. And we want to introduce you to our team. This is Carla and her daughter, Jamie. And you also may remember that um, they lived with us for six months in Guinea in 2021. And Carla has been now to Guinea three times in the last 10 years. And she's come on board full time to help us finish the New Testament. We've been praying for the last uh, 
six or seven years for someone to come and help us finish up Old Testament translation also. And uh, last year, Mayara, a young lady from Brazil, came and joined our team. Uh, she started to study Baga before she returned to uh, Brazil for home assignment just recently. When we return to Guinea this summer, I'm going to be working beside Maiar to help her focus on the Old Testament passages that haven't been translated yet, um, especially the Psalms and the Prophets. Maiar learns languages quickly while studying French in Senegal uh, a couple of years ago. She lived with an American missionary, and in one year she learned both languages, French and English. So we're very hopeful. She's She's been learning. (laughs) (laughs) She's been learning Baga very rapidly. So we also have three Ghanaians who work with us, and I'm changing their names to protect them. I'll call them Amara, the oldest, Alseni, and Ramon, and they're men of peace. Amara has worked with us 20 years, oh, oh more than that, since 2000. Alseni, 10 years, and Ramon has worked three years. What do we do when people or events oppose our work, the work of the gospel? We have to pray. Throughout the book of Acts, we see opposition did arise. But back in Jerusalem in chapter 12, We're told Herod had put James to death and had jailed Peter. Verse 5 tells us the church's response. It says in verse 5, So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. We see it again later in chapter 16 when Paul and Silas are jailed in Philippi. We encounter them in chains, praying to God and singing hymns. So what is it that opposes our work among the Baga? The majority religion of most of the Baga people follows Muhammad. And translation isn't a cut and dry task. We can't just go on Google and say, translate Baga, because it's not there. And life uh, in a developing country is very hard. So we wanted you to hear the translators talking about this in their own words. So this is what Amaras said after 20 years of working with us. He's speaking French, and I will be translating in English. Each time that I am, each time a problem comes, I think, first of all, about God's word. Even though I'm a Muslim, but it's the Bible I read. What the Bible counsels, I try to practice that. And I always love people that are compassionate. Alsaini's grandmother warned him when he was very young that he should never leave the mosque. He said, don't leave the mosque, promise me. People cast out new believers in Jesus. Uh, Unfortunately, they refuse to help them. If someone converts to Christianity, oftentimes they refuse to help them in the fields or in their family responsibilities. Translation is difficult too. So Alseni said this about Romans. He said, Romans makes us tired. (laughs) Paul has so much 
information in there, and his style is so concentrated. And this is what Amara said after 20 years. Because when we see in biblical books, there are different parts that don't have the same meaning. So when you look at one version of the Bible, you're going to understand one thing. But when you compare it to a different version of the Bible, you're going to understand a different thing. Just to interject, the gentlemen look at at least two, if not three, versions in the French for Romans, and then Marty compares it against the Greek. So aside from those challenges, life in Guinea has been difficult. The internet doesn't work very well. Lack of electricity, water, and gas handicap almost everybody in some way on several levels. Life expectancy is short. There are many sicknesses in that hot tropical climate. So going back to principle three, what do we do when we have this opposition? We pray. We must intercede for the country of Guinea and for the Baga people. And I'm going to let Ramon tell you how he asks for prayers to bless the translation team. And then after that, we're going to have a specific prayer time with three individuals here from church coming up and praying with us. So here's Ramon. And this is what we're asking God to give us the strength to continue just the end of the time. We ask for his grace. We ask for his goodness that he that it will accompany us and that God will send us more people to share this work with us so that we can transmit this message to future generations. Thank you, God. And may he give us uh, in the future long lives. Let's pray. Uh, Father God, as Marty and Tina are here on home assignment, we pray that they would find your rest. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Father God, we pray for wellness, spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally, as Tina and Marty spend time with you and spend time with others. We pray, God, for traveling mercies as they visit their supporting churches this uh, spring and this summer, that they would feel encouraged, that they would be supported financially, and that they would have an energy to share the continued vision and mission you've given them to share the gospel with the Waga people. Thank you so much, Father, for the time they have these next few months. I pray that you would renew their strength, 
I pray that you would give them uh, just special memories with their daughters and their friends. And we just thank you again, Father, for being the one who gives true rest for our souls. We pray that Marty and Tina's lives just bring you glory and honor and praise. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Dear God, I just thank you for Marty and Tina and the Pioneer Bible Translators and the team in Guinea that is working to bring your word to the Baga people. Thank you for this, uh, for the Pentateuch being successfully translated, guided through the process of being published and distributed in both in text and in videos, and just pray that it will be a tutor to the people there in Guinea, um, who will, and it will guide them to know you more and understand you as being their God and creator, and to guide them to Jesus. Just open their hearts to receive your word. And just transform the Gabaga people, dear God, as you take them to your bosom. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Your word that has transformed lives since the very first word that was spoken until the time when you will come again and bring us back to be with you. Lord, um, the translation work is so difficult and time-consuming and stressful. We specifically ask your prayers for this team, for Carla, for Mayara, for the three Ghanaians who are working with the team, and for Tina and Marty. We ask that you would grant them unity. We ask that you would grant them love for each other love for the Ghanaian people, which they already have. Lord, we just ask that you would give them grace, give them understanding as they work among different languages to try through your Holy Spirit to come up with the very best word to make your love understandable to the Baga people. Lord, we've talked today about Philip in the book of Acts and how he uh, started out with his understanding of Isaiah. And um, the, the eunuch um, had the understanding of Isaiah, and Philip took him further. And we'd ask that you would remind us of Isaiah. We'd ask that you would keep your people strong in you, keep them from being weary, keep them united, keep your word strong as it moves forward in the movie and in the Baga translations of your word. Just give them strength, give them hope, give them courage, and help them to be able to complete the work that you have started. Speak through your word your love and your grace to your people. In your name we pray. Amen.